do you run an effective business? Could it use a little help? That's where this program comes in. Welcome to Let's Talk Business with Phaedra. Your host is Phaedra Hanks. Some organizations are running their business without the correct guidelines in place. They don't know, nor have they taken the time to get to know the correct way of running a business. Phaedra is ready to help right now. Hi, I'm your host, Phaedra Hanks, and let's talk business. Some of you have pondered about starting a business. You have this great idea that is just keep tugging on you, and you really want to start a business. And you're wondering, how can I start my business and make it successful? Well, we're going to discuss that today about starting it the right and legal way so that you will not be in trouble with the IRS or the state that you actually live in. First of all, uh, let's see what would be the name of your business. Would it be a product or would it be a service? Will you have a building or will you be renting space? Or will you have a home office? Those are some of the things that you have to think about when you start in a business. How many employees will I have? Who are my competitors? Will it be a S corporation? Will it be an LLC? Will it be a limited liability corporation? How can it best fit my need in making my business successful and doing it the right way? Well, you've come to the right place. So let's get started. First of all, you need to know what type of business you're going to have. Am I going to sell products? Is it going to be a service? What is my niche? Everyone has an idea, but it has to be the right idea. What is your idea for a business? Is it a tire service? Is it an accounting firm? Is it a staff augmentation? Is it a cookie cutting machine? Is it selling tools? What is your niche? What has made you want to start your business? Well, let's get started. First of all, in order to have your business, you have to know what would be the name of my business. Would it be the ABC123 Enterprise? Would it be Upside Down Cupcakes? Find the name of your business and make it work for you. Do a benchmark it with your friends and see what is the name of your business be catchy enough that when people want to call your business name, it's just rolls right off of their tongue. So my business that I'm using an example today is my ABC123 Enterprise. First of all, I need to know when I register with the IRS what type of business I'm going to be. So I'm going to first do my research on the sole proprietor, limited liability corporation, a corporation, a partnership. All that comes into play when you start to figure out what type of business you're going to do and when you register with the IRS. You need an employee identification number, which is the EIN number, so that you will be able to have a, um, so that you will be able to be able to report your sales, your revenue, or whatever you have to the IRS. Remember, we want to make sure that we have a good foundation, a good infrastructure to start in our business. We don't want to start on a rocky foundation because we want to make sure that we build on a successful business. The next step we want to do is 
I want to see what my local state and government says about me registering my business. So I'm going to do a business search. I'm searching for the ABC123 Enterprise. I'm going to say the state of Maryland or the state of Arizona or the state wherever I'm going to actually open my business at and where I'm going to be doing the business at. So I'm going onto the website, the government website for business search. So I've typed in ABC123 Enterprise and guess what? It's not taken. So now I'm going to the IRS and I'm going to register my business. I have an EIN number, so that's great. Now I'm going to the state and I need to know, tell them about my business. I need to file my articles of incorporation. Some of this, you might need legal help. So you might need a business attorney or someone in your family or friend might do this kind of work. So if they do, you're in business because you can ask, throw some questions out at them and they might help you set up your organization. If that's the case, then you might not need to hire an attorney. You might need to hire a CPA to set up your books because you want to make sure that you're accounting for all the revenue that comes in and you want to make sure that you're paying your sales tax that, goes, that comes in as well to the state. In order to do all of that, we need to make sure that we have everything set up so that when we write our business plan and we go and ask for finance from our family and friends, investors, or a bank or the Small Business Administration for a small business loan, that we have everything in order. If you need to be licensed, we need to make sure that you're licensed. If you need to be uh, making sure that you have all your stuff set up so when you go and talk with the bank or your investors, you need to make sure that you know everything about your business. No one can sell your business but you. So when you have this unction about your business, we need to make sure that everything is documented in your business plan. So now that we've registered with the IRS, we registered with the states, we know we've done, went and looked at different things that's going to help us with our business. We've talked to an accountant, we talked to a legal team, um, and it doesn't have to be, you can just go for a consultation and then write down what you need to write down is some of this stuff you can do your own research. It's good to research. The internet is really good when you need to, when you need to know things that you don't have a clue of. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to start writing it down in a business plan. If you do not have an effective business plan, you cannot talk to investors. You can't talk to your family members or friend, nor can you talk to the bank about lending you money. They want to know that you know where your business is going and you have confidence in your business. You have to study that business plan from top to bottom, make copies of it. So when you go to your bank and when you go to the lenders and you go to investments, investment groups, you know exactly what you're talking about and you can sell it more than anybody can sell it. Make sure when you open up your business account that it is in a bank that you have a good relationship with. Make sure that the bank that you open up your business account can support. Go online and look and see how many loans that they've given out. Go to the Small Business Administration uh, for their loan and see, does this bank fall under that they will give out loans to small businesses? Because everyone needs a help up, but you have to be able to produce the right pitch 
to the bank. And if you have a relationship with them, then it's easier for you to be able to talk with them about your business plan because you feel like that is your bank. So let's get started on our business plan. Do we want to do a traditional business plan? I think that should be the first thing that you do. You know, everybody has an idea of what a business plan is, but let's just make it just plain so that the bank, or SBA, or your investors, whoever giving you a loan can understand it, and they don't have to ask you for a question that is a roadmap so that when you're talking to them, they're looking at you in awe because you know exactly what is on your business plan. So the traditional business plan uh, platform is just a, a plan that details what a comprehensive plan that you want to display about how your business will be run. You need an executive summary in your business plan. That's just briefly telling what your company is, why it will be successful. Make sure you include your mission statement, your product or service that you'll be selling, and the basic information about your company leadership team employees, location. You should also include financial information and a high-level growth plan. So if you don't see your company growing, the investors or the bank's not going to see your company growing. If you don't see your company moving to another level from year one to year two to year three to year four, then you probably won't get along. You're probably going to have to just start from scratch and like everyone else does. But if you have this in your executive summary, that's telling them that you've already know where you want to go. So my ABC company, one, two, three, it's going to be a tire service company. So I need to go out and I need to figure out who's in a tire business within the, we're going to do 15 mile radius because I want to make sure that I'm not, um, like two or three miles from my competitors. I want to make sure that I'm in a good range so that my pricing and my competitors' pricing is almost similar, but not the same. I have to have that edge when I start doing my market research. That's the first thing that they want to see in your executive summary. What is my company description? I just said I sell tires. Do I sell new tires? Do I sell high-end tires to uh, high-end cars, or do I just sell to uh, the regular cars? There are a difference because I want to be able to sell tires that I can be able to make a little profit, but I want to be able to make sure that I'm in the right category of my competitors. So who will be my distributor? That's another thing you have to figure out. If you're doing services, who are my competitors? If I'm a consultant, who else does a consultant business like me? So that's one of the things that you need for your company description. Provide the detailed information of your company. Go into detail about the problems your business solves. Be specific. Make a list out of the consumers, organization, and business that your company plans to serve. So if you plan to serve uh, someone in a 15 mile radius of your next competitor, you make sure that you include that in there. We have consumers. I know how many uh, car lots are there. Uh, I'm trying to 
you know, sell tires to the car lot. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I've done a survey of how many cars in the area or different things like that. That's another niche that makes you different from your competitors. Make sure that you put down the location of your store. Boast about your strength. What makes you going to be a perfect tire salesman or what makes you going to be a perfect consultant or tax advisor or legal team? What sets you apart from your competitors? So you have to boast about your company already. You have to tell your investors or someone that you're doing business with that this is what sets us apart from my competitors. So that is in your company description. The next thing in your business plan will be a market analysis. You need a good understanding of the industry outlook and the target market. Competitive research will show what other businesses are doing and what their strengths are. In your market research, please look for the trends and the themes. What do successful company do? Why does it work? Can you do it better? Now is the time to answer those questions in your market analysis. Because when you're going to a bank, they want to make sure that you have good numbers of your competitors. I'm going to be competing with the XYZ company. They sell tires too. But the good thing is about my tires is, is that we guarantee our tires. We just don't have a 90 day guarantee. We have a six months guarantee or a year guarantee. And we put you in a, we, we also have a club that you can be a member of. If you pay this amount with your tires, you can always have roadside assistance. You can have one tire that will get free or, you know, whatever you choose to put in that package, but it has to set you apart from your competitors. When you go and you compare your competitors with what you offering, that's going to set you, that's your strength. That's going to set you apart so that you can make sure that you're selling tires and the bank is believing it or your investors are believing it or your family members or your friend, they want to get in on this idea because you're telling them, man, what we have, will set you apart from our competitors. We offer this. We have a club that we have. So if you're a member of the club and you break down on the road, no problem. We'll bring you out a tire. Believe me, that sets you apart and the bank looks at that. Organization and management. What is your legal structure of your business? Describe it. State whether you are a C corporation or S corporation or a limited liability partner or LLC. This is when you're going to start talking about your management. I have 21 years of experience in uh, tire sales. I've worked my way up from this and then that's your resume. But you're putting your resume into your organization for management. Who else works for me that I have that has the same pedigree of experience? So those are your employees that you are coming aboard that you're going to hire or that you've hired to help you manage the tire. How many employees do we have? We have five right now. 
But in the next six months, we plan on bringing two on. In the next year, we plan on bringing three on. So that's giving you a organization plan to where that you're growing, but your infrastructure will be able to handle it. With your employees, are you going to have 401k? Are you going to have a payroll service to make sure that your taxes are paid? I would advise if you're born to have a payroll service. You want to make sure that the IRS get their money and the states get their funds and that your filing for your employees are filed with the, the proper paperwork that needs to be filed or filed. Why take that burden on when you're trying to grow your company, you're trying to go out and market your company when you can sleep at night and you don't have to worry about how the payroll is coming out and making sure that everything is running smoothly. That's a smart move. Uh, and you can tell the bank that, you know, we don't even handle our own payroll. We have a payroll service to make sure that we make sure that everything has been paid. That's what the banks and the investor like to look at because you're already taking a step ahead to making sure that all your paperwork is going to be fine, that you're registered with the IRS, you're registered with the state. Everyone will get paid what they're supposed to be paid. And all your forms will be filed with the IRS and the states through the payroll service. So that's your organization, your management, and different things that you have that's telling you that that's what makes your company successful because you don't have to worry about all the paperwork and stuff that not in your expertise, but you're just going about making sure that you get your tire supplies, that you're making sure that with the club, that when there's, you have your roadside assistant that comes out and change your tires and different things like that. So that's running an effective business and putting it in your business plan. The next thing we're going to do is service or product line. If I'm doing a consultant business, that's a service. If I'm doing a tax, CPA doing taxes or doing uh, setting up books, setting up your accounting system, and making sure that you have that right uh, for reporting purposes. Uh, that's another thing. Make sure that you get a good accounting system so that you can report, uh, making sure your invoices are coming out, making sure that your vendors are being paid and making sure that you're being paid by your customer. Um, if it's a product line, uh, um, with say like an ice cream shop, you know, you want to make sure that uh, everything is in order with your little ice cream shop, that your little uh, barrels of ice cream that you pay for, that, you know, you know what your inventory will be and that you you're, you know when you're supposed to reorder and different things like that. So you want to make sure that you explain how it benefits your consumer with a product like life cycles that you're trying to put into your company. So that's your service and product line. Research and develop your service and product. Explain in detail what you're doing. I sell tires. We balance. We rotate tires. We can manage um, 20 customers a day. I have four uh, tire technicians. They're a license. So they've been to school. So they've been working since such and such a time. So that's when you're going to do your service and product and you want to make sure that you explain in detail that everyone can understand um, what you're selling. Because it's nothing worse than if you don't know what you're selling, how can you, they know what you're selling. You have to sell what you're selling. Even if it's a product or a service, you know more than anything what you can do. 
The next thing is marketing and sale. What is your marketing approach? What is the strategy? How would you get out there that the ABC 123 Enterprise tire service is open it up? Are we going to have a grand opening? What are you going to tell your uh, investors on this day? This is our launch date. So you want to have all that in your marketing and sales, or if you've already started selling, uh, describe your goals in this section. Make sure that you attract and retain customers. How are you going to get repeat customers? With the club. That's how you're going to get repeat customers. How are you going to get new customers? Send out flyers. Send them out in that little packet that they have. Uh, buy three tires, get one free. That's what you put in there. That's your strategy for selling. Uh, you all should put in this section your financial projection. And that means, say, like if I'm going to, you're going to add new people because your projection is going up. You expect to, when you send out all this advertisement, you expect to get more people in due to the projection. I'm not going to hire unless the projection calls for it. I'm not going to just bring people on at six months if the business is not doing what they do. Everybody needs tires. If you have a car, you need tires. Whether I'm going to put a one brand new tire on or I'm going to go ahead and do the four brand new tires, but everyone needs tires. So that is a niche that I think I could succeed in. And that's what you were explaining when you're doing your presentation of your business plan. You have to know your marketing and sales. I mean, how am I going to advertise? Am I have it on a billboard? Uh, those are things that you can think about. Um, am I going to just do an online ad on, you know, YouTube or, or whatever? Um, print this ad out and just pops up. And then you print, bring in the flyer and you get this off. Am I going to do 20% off for your first time? There's something there that you can do to make sure that your marketing and sales um, is up to date so that when you present it, it's not out of date. That's why when you're doing your first business plan, you're going to learn from it. You're most definitely going to learn from it. Funding requests. This is the hard thing. Funding requests. How much am I going to need? You know, who am I going to go to? I need three or four lenders that I can go to that I can get a small business loan from. What are your goals? Clearly explain how much funding you're going to need in the next five years. Whether you want debt or equity, the term you would like. The length and time you're requesting will be covered. Give the detailed description of how you will be using the funds. That means you need a budget. You need an estimated budget for what's the startup cost. You're going to always put at least two more months in there because you need, you're going to, got to get started. So do a three-month budget or a six-month budget that this is my first year or up to a year. What equipment and what material am I going to need? My salary. Cover the bills until the revenue increase. I have to pay the light. I need to pay the payroll service. So all that is going to go into your 
estimated budget for the year. So when you're getting ready to request your finances, you will know exactly how much you need. Your finance projection. I need to know what am I going to spend? How much am I going to spend? How much am I going to spend on rent? This is what it's going to take for you do it for a month and then you do it for quarterly, six months, and then the year. That way you'll know exactly what your budget projection is, your financial projection is going to be. Include how many tires you think you're going to sell. We want to make sure that we have that visual so that when you present it to the bank or your investors, we'll be able to know exactly how much we're spending. When you have your financial projection, you want to make sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed. You don't want to leave anything out. So you might want to overestimate instead of underestimating. You want to make sure that your display counter is perfectly, you need, might need to have a drawing of how you want to do your building, how you want to have your building set up, what's the inside going to look like, because you're only enhancing your chance of getting the loan when you know exactly what the building is going to look like, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. We want to make sure that you do everything right in this business plan because you only get one shot with this business plan when you're trying to present it to the bank, investors, friends, and family. We want to make sure that everything is in there. Even if you got to put the kitchen sink in there, we want to make sure everything's in there. That's going to make you successful in getting a yes and not a no. So you might have to retweak it before you go back to the bank a portion. So you want to make sure that you might not miss anything. You want to make sure that everything that you're doing is okay, that you understand it. The worst thing you can do is do a business plan and you don't really understand it or have someone to do your business plan and you don't understand what's in your business plan. We want to make sure, I want to make sure that you understand your business plan 100%, that you can cite, recite it in your sleep that if a bank comes in, say, hey, or you go to a workshop and they said, hey, we have lenders here. Can you tell us about your business plan? You might not have it on you, but you can quote it like the back of your hand. You can just quote that business plan and you know exactly what you're talking about. So when they do receive your business plan, it lines up with what you were speaking about. We want to make sure that you get maximized your potential in presenting your business plan. We want to make sure that you get the most out of your business plan for the startup of your business. We want to make sure that everything is perfect and doing your market analysis, doing your funding requests, service and product, knowing what you want to sell knowing what your services are. I'm an accountant. I know what I can do in the accounting field. So I recite that all the time. I know what I can do. 
I can sell myself. You have to sell yourself. Can you sell yourself? Don't come up short. Make sure you have confidence in what you put on paper that you can recite for yourself. We want to make sure that everything, everything is where it needs to be when you go and try to present your business plan to a corporation, a bank, an investment group, friends, and family. Make sure we get everything right. You might have a little doubt, but I promise you, if you study your business plan, you can get things done. That I know. I've done it. And so can you. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Let's Talk Business with Phaedra. To reach the program today with a comment or question, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Phaedra Hanks by clicking the email host button on the Voice America show page. Now, back to Let's Talk Business with Phaedra. Hi, welcome back. Hopefully the first half you was able to get something out of it. Uh, We're going to go to the second half and uh, we're going to start about calculating your business startup costs before you launch. That's very important that was the last thing that we start off uh, stopped at was talking about your was discussing your financial projection. So now we're going to discuss 
uh, calculating your startup business costs. Uh, as I stated before, I had the ABC123 Enterprise Tire Company. And I really think I could do good selling tires. I've never sold tires before, but I think I could do pretty good selling them. Um, just need to understand enough what else I have to do. Uh, but starting up a calculation uh, for your business startup, um, the key to successful business preparation is you must know what lies ahead for your expenses. You must know what bills that you have to pay. You must know all the costs that comes with it, even if it's a light bulb. You need to know that because everything has to go into your startup costs. And if you don't have a good calculation of how much it's going to cost, you run short and you do not want to be worried about running short for a financial uh, to start your business. So as your startup costs helps you, you can do an estimated profit, conduct a break even analysis, secure a loan and track investor, save money with tax deduction. We want to make sure that when we do a startup cost that we put in how much we're going to use for our rent, our accounting software, our payroll, uh, how much it's going to cost for payroll to have all of our people that we hired. And I think we hired like five to start off with. We want to make sure that we um, calculate, you know, the first six months or the first year. Are we going to have a profit for the first year? Or are we going to break even? Because, you know, when you start a business, you have to put money into it. So that doesn't mean that you're going to get a profit right away. It means you have to work hard to get that profit. Sometimes you might not see a profit for two or three years but you have to work at it. If you have that unction about the business that you want to start and you know that you can do it, you have to be able to do your cost analysis for your startup costs. Let's talk about the break even. When you do a break even cost to show the bank for your first year, you are showing them that although you put money in, and you're selling your products that you probably won't make a profit that first year and it probably would just be a break even year. It is important to calculate in your business plan the potential investors in a business not only wants to know the return to expect on their investment. This is if you're talking to your investors or your family members or friend that you've talked into investing in your business. Often losing money in the first few months of the year is normal. As I stated, you've invested money and they invested money, but you have to put the money back in. So that means you're not able to pay your investors off yet because you just haven't seen a large enough profit. You have to restock your supplies. You have to, we have to restock the tires and we have to also remember that we have a club so that we have to dispatch our trucks out to change the tires. And we have to remember that that costs money. We have to have insurance on the building. We have to have a lot of things that goes. We have to have workman comp. So that goes a long way with our 
calculating our startup costs for the break-even. The benefit of the break-even analysis is price smarter, catch missing expense, set revenue target, make smarter decision, limit your financial strain, and fund your business. So let's break this down. Price smarter. Finding your break-even point will help you price your product smarter. As I stated, I have a competitor that is 15 miles away. I'm giving a 20% discount on the, my first customer. I have a 25% discount that I have ran through the uh, YouTube ad, and you're pulling it off and you bring it in. Well, my competitor is not doing that because they've been in business for five years. So now that I've done that, I have to see, okay, this might have worked for the first three months, but we can't offer that discount anymore. We have to make sure that we make up for the first quarter that we gave all the discounts to bring the customers in. We have to make sure that we do a nice uh, uh, recalculation of the pricing. And remember the first year, you will be recalculating your pricing. It's not going to be set in stone that this is how much you're supposed to charge for this because you have to include inflation. And the price of rubber might go up and your manufacturer that gives you the tires, your uh, wholesaler, might raise their prices up. So your price point has to be where that you're making something so that you can reinvest in your business. Catching miss expenses. I might have left out utility or cleanup or a machine that goes down where the balancing is not working. I have to have someone to come out there and fix that machine because that's our job. We put tires on, we balance them, we rotate tires, we have to balance them. So when you do that, your machine, you have to calculate for breakdown. Well, I didn't calculate for four breakdown. I only calculated for two breakdown. So I missed something. I didn't budget enough for that. So now that is an added expense that I did not expect. So a missed expense could be, I just forgot to put the payroll company that does our payroll I forgot to put them on the expense sheet. Well, I called it after 90 days because they're asking, they're sending me invoices and I missed it. So I have to go back and I have to look at my budget again. And then once I look at my budget again, I see that I missed it. So that's when that comes in, catching your missed expenses. Setting revenue target. Complete an analysis, knowing exactly how much you need to sell in order to be profitable. So if I know I need to sell, I need to have at least 20 customers a day to make sure that I get a profit or I'm patching up because you know sometimes you do patch up work on tires. I'm a tire service person. I have to make sure that I am profitable so that I can put back into the company the missed expenses that I have. So I need to target at least 20 
customers a day so that we can make sure that we make a good profit. And that is your revenue target. That's what you're targeting. If we make 22 or 23, that's great. We have exceeded our revenue target. And everyone should set a revenue target for your products so that you can, that makes you get hungrier. That makes you want to do better because you start off that way. You don't want to end up that way for the end of the year. Make smart decisions. It is important that you make good business decisions. We already said that doing the 20 to 25% off at the beginning of the opening up the business was a good marketing strategy to get people in, but we can't keep doing that. Now we have to take the 25% to 20% down to maybe 10%. Or if you get four tires, we'll give you 15% off. But we see that doing that 20 to 25% to get the customers in was good when we first got it because we had to build our customer client. And there's nothing good about having referrals by treating your customers great when you first meet them and then continue that relationship because there'll be continuous, there'll be repeat customers for you. And some people have two to three cars. And if they have that, then they'll come back and bring their business back to you and bring other people. So that's how you're making smart decisions. Make sure that when you are doing that, that you are treating your customers like they're the number one thing that you have. They're the number one customers. Make sure that if they have an issue, this is a good business decision, that you meet their needs because they're going to come back and they're going to bring other people back. And remember, we have a revenue target that we're trying to reach. Limit financial strength. Mitigate risk. When you avoid a business idea that is not working. Avoid failure. Make sure that you do not stretch yourself as a financial, in a financial situation that you cannot meet your target goals. So that means don't go out there and say, we're going to buy, we're going to change manufacturer, we're going to change wholesalers right now and pay $25 more to $50 more for tires. Remember, you have to get your price point up to where that you're making a profit. Don't be in a financial strain to where that all your money is going to buy tires but you're not making anything off of tires. That's where you set your costs and making sure that you are bringing in revenue and not just spending it frivolously. When you do your startup costs, the bank likes to see these kind of things that you are making sure that you have everything in order. You have calculated for Errors you have, you have remembered that not all plans are going to go according to the plan because there's things that happen. They would rather see that than you to say this is a iron 
budget, iron tight budget, nothing's going to happen because I guarantee you they're going to ask, okay, what if this happened? You have to have an answer and you have to have a solution. That's how you set yourself apart. You have to have solutions to problems so that you can set yourself apart from your competitors. When you identify your startup expenses, are you going to have a brick and mortar? Are you just going to be an online tire service? You're just selling tires. You're not going to do anything else. You're just selling tires. Nothing else matters. They have to get them on themselves. You're just responsible for getting them the tires. If you're doing this, and when you do a service, do you need office space, equipment, supplies, your communication? You know you need the internet, your utilities, your license and permit, insurance, your lawyers and accountant, inventory, your employee salary, advertisement and marketing, market research, printing market material, making a website. These are estimated costs that you're going to need for your budget. So these are things you have to think about. Am I just going to be a home business? Even if you're a home business, you still need a business plan. You still need a business plan so that when you do branch out from your home, it's there. And when you need to talk to a bank or investors or friends and family, you can still operate professionally. Estimating how much your cost, your expense will cost with all your services and all your office space and uh, your building that you're going to need for the um, tire place, my ABC123 tire company. I need all of that. I need my uh, tire technician to be qualified. They need to have that little certificate. I need to see the certificates on the wall because I want to make sure that we are uh, doing what we're supposed to do. So if anyone has a question that, you know, we are in right standing with the state and that we are doing all that we can do to make sure that our customers know that we are qualified and being able to service them. As you add up your expenses for a full financial picture, identifying your business expenses, and how much they cost. You should organize your expenses into a one-time expense and monthly expense. The one-time expense is your startup cost. Your monthly expenses are the things that you have recurring. It's gonna recur every month. So then you have two sets of budget. One is gonna cost yearly. And please do not copy your second year with your first year because things changes. Your rent might go up. You might not be locked in to a three or five year rent agreement to where your rent stay the same. You might not have wanted to get into a three year lease agreement because you wanted to see how it was gonna work. A lot of people think that, okay, if I go out here and I might fail, but we don't want you to be a failure. We want you to succeed in your business. That's why we're here to encourage you to make sure that you have all these items in your expense and your startup costs so that you will not have to worry about what did I forget? 
and you might have to look at it. Trust me, you're going to be looking at this expense report, the startup cost for a while because you want to make sure that you get everything in there. There's nothing wrong with just keep looking at it and looking at your business plan and make sure that, you know, you have everything in it and you might want to have someone else to look at it to see if you're missing anything that knows about business. You want to make sure that when you file your taxes, you're able to pay what you owe. So you have to calculate your taxes in there, which that's when an accountant come in and they'll be able to tell you, you know, what your business tax is going to be um, so that you can have it and your state tax is going to be for the end of the month so you can pay it. You want to make sure that you have all of that going on. You want to make sure that your accountant knows exactly what to file. Uh, have a relationship with them. Just don't hire somebody. Have a relationship. Talk with them. Get to know them so that they can make you feel comfortable with them handling your business affair. Use your startup costs to calculate to get your startup funds. So that's what's going to happen when you do your calculations and you do your startup costs and your monthly thing. You have solid numbers that you can go to the bank, your investors, and your friends and family and say, hey, this is, can you loan me $10,000? If you need $100,000 to start up your business, you can get 10 people or nine people because you need to put something in it too. Please don't go and say you don't have nothing invested in your business because people will not invest. Make sure you let them know that you are the biggest investor in your business. Make sure that when you set your startup costs and your budget up, that it makes sense because you need to defend your numbers. Miscellaneous. What is in your miscellaneous? You might have $20,000 in your, well, what is miscellaneous? You should have a sub inventory thing. It says what your miscellaneous consists of. We want to make sure that when you, you can defend your numbers on your rent, when you calculate inflation, uh, give them a copy of your lease agreement when you go into the bank or meet with your investors to show that you've already secured a building, that they are, even if they have to uh, renovate your building, put that cost in there. Because remember, I'm the ABC 123 Tire Company and I have to have a unique space with the uh, bays in it so that, and I need to see how many bays that I need to be able to change tires. But remember, my numbers are 20 for the first year. My numbers are 20 a day, and I need to make sure that I meet that target so that I can be at a break even. Now, anything above that is going to be great. But I have to tell my investors, or yeah, I have to tell my investors that I can't pay uh, you back until you know year two. They'll put you on a payment plan. Well, the bank, I have a payment schedule for you to be put on. So you have to keep in mind all these things that you need to do when you start in a business. Your business plan is very important to you. The product, the service that you're selling is very important. You are important. You're going to be the biggest key to your business success. If you believe you're going to be successful, you will be successful. If you believe you have the talent to go out here and start a business and do what you need to do, you will do it. You have to believe in yourself. 
you have to start the right foundation. You have to make sure that you register with the federal government. You have to make sure that you're registered with the state. You have to make sure that you have a payroll system in place, that your accounting is set up. Your accounting system is set up. If you hire a legal team or you hire a tax accountant, that you guys are all on the same page. You know what your corporation is going to be. You know what you're going to do. You're on your way to a successful business. Your foundation, your infrastructure is set. So when you build on it with employees, when you build on it with a different product or ideal that you want to do, the infrastructure and the foundation is already set. So it's easy to be able to add on to a business plan. But right now, we need to make sure that we understand the business plan that we have backwards and forwards, up and down. We can quote it in our sleep. If you talk to someone on the street, you can give them your business plan. You can tell them what your business does. You sold them on it. They really want to be a part of your business. They really want to come and patronize your business. They want to come and buy those cookies. They want the service that you provide your consultant business. They want to get some tires. They want to go and buy that ice cream that no one can get, the frozen ice or anything like that. But most of all, we want to make sure that you are successful in your line of business so that you can feel good when you go and discuss this with the bank, your investors, your friend and family that you sold them on. And that makes you feel good because you've got a solid foundation in doing your business. And not only do you have a solid foundation, but you can sleep well at night knowing that you have your business set up right. And when people come in, they see your certification. They see you've gotten awards. If you've done this for years and you've gotten different awards for whomever you work for, you include that in the package too in your management plan. So just to recap, we've done our business plan. We've registered with the IRS and we registered with the state. So we're on our way to having a good, productive company with the ABC123 Enterprise. And I think I could sell some tires really, really cheap to make sure that I get an edge on my competitors. We want to make sure that Let's Talk Business with Phaedra is all that you expect it to be today. We're here to help you to have a successful business. We want to make sure that you succeed in what you believe in, your dream coming a reality. And that's why we do Let's Talk Business with Phaedra. Thank you for tuning in this week to Let's Talk Business with Phaedra. Your host, Phaedra Hanks, will be back next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we feature another edition of the program. We'll talk business success again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel.